Blog Talk Radio. This is Bustin' Loose in Faith, with Apostle Tebow and Prophet Tebow. This broadcast airs every Friday on My Gospel Soul at 12 p.m. Central Time. Bustin' Loose in Faith is a seed of faith evangelistic outreach ministry. We come to bring you words, praise, and inspiration. We want you to remember that without faith, it's impossible to please God. But with God, all things are possible. Make sure you share this show at 347 826 Bustin' Loose and Faith Nieces would love to hear from you. Now, let's get into our broadcast with none other than Apostle Dudley Tebow and Prophetess Lisa Tebow. Right here on My Gospel Soul. to be praised. All praise, all glory, all honor belongs to him this night and forevermore. Oh, Heavenly Father, as we approach the throne of grace, we come to you humbling ourselves under the mighty hand tonight in the name of Jesus. As we get out of the way that you may have your way, hide us behind Calvary's cross and Monday's lifted plate in the name of Jesus. Oh, precious Father, right now, in the precious name of Jesus, we invite the presence of the Holy Spirit just to come on in like a rushing mighty wind. Lead God directly and ordain our footsteps, and Father, we'll give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. We bind up all technical difficulties, anything that will try to hinder the word of God from going forth. In Jesus' precious and holy name, we pray. Thank you for answering, for answering prayers on request, but most of all, for salvation to go forth, that the kingdom of God may grow. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Oh, Lord, I thank you for your mercy, your grace, and your love. Oh, Lord, I thank you, because besides thee, there is no other worship in spirit and in truth. We are so grateful and thankful, hallelujah, Lord, for, your, for the leadership of the Holy Spirit of God. Just come on in like a rushing mighty wind. Lead God direct and ordain our footsteps here tonight. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. God is good and worthy to be praised. Well, bless God, this, this is another, another opportunity to lift up that name that's above every other name, and that is the name of Jesus. I thank God tonight, amen, y'all are in for a treat. Amen, amen, amen. Prophet Sebo's is in the house with me, amen, and we thank God for her because teamwork makes ministry life and dream work. As we get ready to read the word of God, we're going to read, amen, I'm going to ask Prophet Sebo to read, Amen. The scripture tonight, in the name of Jesus. The scriptures will be found in First Peter five, verse ten, and James one and three. 
Let me do James 1 and 3 first. It reads, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. First Peter 5 verse 10 reads, I know you think Jesus. God is here. But the God of all grace, who has called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. 1 Peter 5, verse 10, and James 1, verse 3. And we are going to surprise you with me being the speaker today. Uh, Thank the Lord have a blessing in it. A blessing to the ears and the doers of this holy word. Probably this people are going to be during the speaking tonight, amen. I thank God for her. And just sit back, amen, and relax and let the Holy Spirit uh, speak to the woman of God, and, uh, and you will be blessed. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for another gathering time here for this broadcast. We pray that someone is on the line to hear um, a word that will help them in their lives and that they will share that word with others and help them grow also. Lord, we just thank you for your grace and your mercy that allowed us to see another day. Lord, we're grateful for all your many blessings, for things we know and don't know that you've done, protected us, Lord God, kept us safe. We thank you, Lord. We love you. We praise you. We give you all the glory and all the honor, Lord. We ask that you go into the sick rooms, the hospital rooms, the nursing homes, behind prison doors, jailhouse, the walls. Lord, and we ask that you just comfort and strengthen all of those people, Lord God. We ask that those that are locked up in their minds, Lord God, that you just visit them and let them know that you're in control and that you love them and you know what is going on. Lord, we love you, we praise you, we give you all the glory. All these blessings we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. This evening, we're going to be talking about turning pain into purpose, or there is a purpose for your pain. Either way it goes, we know that we hurt and that we have problems that we don't necessarily want to discuss with everybody. Sometimes we stay stuck longer than we should, but we want you to know tonight that there is a reason, there is a purpose for your pain. Webster says that pain is a feeling of distress, mental suffering such as anxiety, grief, distress, misery, ache, discomfort. The biblical definition of pain is an uneasy sensation of any degree, from slight uneasiness to extreme distress or torture. Distress or torture, anxiety, grief, all those things that on everyday basis we go through, misery, aches and pains, discomfort, all the way up to torture. That's pain. Purpose. What is purpose? According to Webster, purpose is an end of effort or action. 
something to be attained. Plan, design, and aim your intent to do or accomplish. Biblical definition of purpose is why you exist. Your purpose is why you exist. Your purpose is why you are here on this earth. Your purpose is why Jesus died for you. Your purpose defines your life, not in terms of what you think, but in terms of what God thinks. Not self-centered, but God-centered. Your purpose anchors your life in the character and call of God. Do you see the difference between the worldly purpose and God's purpose? You have to understand the difference. Purpose in life as far as the world is concerned, is for you to get something accomplished, for you to set a goal and and accomplish it. But if we on God's plan, the purpose is for you to gain the character and call of God on your life. That's your purpose. Why God created you. Pain and purpose. There's pain in your purpose. So God created us to serve a purpose. He knew us before we were thought about in our mother's womb. Before we were even created, he knew who we were and what his purpose was for each of us. Each of us. What he purposed for you to do. Not what you want to do, but what he created you to do. In the beginning, we were created to worship God. We were created to fellowship with him. That was before Adam and Eve sinned in the garden. Imagine, they had never sinned. What what a difference our world would look like. But because they did sin, something had to be done in order for us to reconnect with God because he does not accept sin in any way. That, that he does not see it, he does not have a fellowship with sin at all. So once Adam and Eve sinned and we came into this world with a sin nature, then we are out of fellowship with God. At first, the priests were able to do sacrificial um, offerings that allowed the sin to be covered. But eventually, that still wasn't good enough because people still weren't in fellowship with Christ and with God. So God created his son, sent him to the earth in the form of man so that he could be the sacrificial lamb needed to abolish our sin. Painful death that he had being crucified on the cross. All the, the pain he went through as the son of God to die for our sin. Blameless he was. Blameless. He did not. He did not. He did not sin at all. He had no sin. He knew no sin. So he was a perfect sacrifice for us to get back in fellowship with God. Once he rose from the dead, he went to sit at the right hand of his father to mediate between his father and us. So while we're here on earth, 
with our flesh-covered bodies that with the sin nature, Christ is sitting with his Father mediating for us, saying, Daddy, I died for them. Give them some more grace. Give them some more mercy. Okay? But in the process of that, we are being molded into the, the person that God created us to be daily. And once we accept the fact that we have to be and meet the purpose that God created us, it makes life easier. First of all, he had a plan for each of us. And in order to get us lined up with him, we have to go through some pain. We are joint heirs with Christ, so Christ suffered. So we have to suffer also. We have to go through some pain. We don't like pain. I don't like pain. Nobody likes pain. We don't like to bump our toes. We don't like to to get shaven cuts. We don't like to bump our arm on the door. We don't like broken fingernails. That's painful. Pain hurts. And nobody wants to hurt. But in order for us to grow, we have to have some pain. You can't go without growing. And in order to grow, you got to go through some pain. You got to go through some pain to get to the promise of living eternally with God. Okay? So, pain. Let's talk about some pain. Pain pain has a purpose. And if you couple pain with faith in God, it makes it easy. If we in God will ask God to help us through the pain, help us to identify the purpose of this pain that we're going through right now, it will stop being painful because you're depending on God to get you through and not concentrating on the pain that you happen to be. It takes tremendous step of faith for you in pain to pray to God that allows pain and suffering, and say, God, I trust you. I trust, I don't know what the purpose of this pain is, but I trust you to have a purpose in it. Please let me see the purpose. If you need a verse, a scripture for that, Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 is a, a scripture you can refer to, and it says, to everything there is a season and a time, to every purpose under the heaven, mm-hmm. under the heaven, Ecclesiastes 3 and 1. So we have to know that God is in it, and he has a purpose for that pain. So we want to be aware enough of the pain to know that we need to ask God what the purpose of that pain was. That's putting pain and faith in God together. And that helps us to get to where we God would have us be. Because there is a purpose for the pain. No pain, no gain. Thank you, Apostle. <laughs> Talk louder. No pain, no gain. That right clear say that for those that are 60, 60 years old or below. Amen. We'll leave, we'll leave the rest of it alone. Amen. <laughs> the power of pain can introduce us to the power of God. It seems like the greatest, the great pains seem impossible to bear, and only God can meet 
the need and heal the heart. So some of the hardest trials we've been through, some of the hardest pains we've had to go through, if God hadn't been there, we would not have made it through. Mm-hmm. If it had not been for God, we would not have made it. If we had not learned the lesson that we were supposed to learn from that painful experience, you probably or possibly have gone through that same kind of situation more than once. Because, you know, you can't go higher until you pass the test. So you have to keep taking that same test until you pass. Mm-hmm. Test and pain, are, mm-hmm. they go together. They're, they can be used interchangeably. So the pain, the test, until you pass it, you won't go higher. It's a process. The life of Christ, the life, our life, spiritual life is a process. And as we go higher and higher in Christ, get closer and closer to Christ, their tests become harder and harder because you need to know if you're actually depending on God or depending on you or somebody else. Amen. Amen. So, Prophet, so Prophet Tebow, to get everything you need for life in 2022, pain is an absolute necessity. And it was in no sense was to try to get away from it, but pain will show up. Just like, you know, pain, it helps you to know where you are. Exactly. Hallelujah. Uh, and once you know that your, your, your dependency is on God, then you can do what probably what Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct our path. Isn't that a blessing to know? Amen. Let me give you a worldly example. For instance, the beautiful, beautiful, beautiful pearls that lots of women have. Some men have them as cufflinks. I wonder if you know how that pearl was created. Well, let's talk about it. A tiny grain of sand gets inside of an oyster shell. Just a tiny grain, not multiple grains, just one. Just one little bitty, itty bitty grain of sand gets inside an oyster shell. It's an irritant. It irritates the line of the oyster. So trying to make it smooth, not to feel, so the oyster doesn't feel that irritant, doesn't feel that grain of sand, his inner lining keeps covering it and covering it and covering it, trying to make it smooth so he doesn't feel it. I'm calling the oyster a he now. So the oyster doesn't feel the grain of sand. He keeps layering it with the lining from the inside of the oyster over and over again. So it keeps doing that until it's fished out of the ocean or and open. And when it's open, there's a beautiful pearl inside the oyster. But it's only because the oyster was irritated that that pearl was formed. Mm-hmm. Imagine a beautiful pearl, but the oyster is in distress. The oyster is upset and in pain because of that little tiny grain of of uh, sand. So, if beauty can come from an earthly something, an earthly creation, of course, if we go through our pain successfully, then we'll come out as pure gold. We'll come out like God wanted us to come out. We'll come out and be the person he purposed us to be on this earth. So as you grow through your pain, 
as you get through each test, each trial, come out of that valley experience, you're growing. You're maturing in Christ. Guess what? Somebody's watching you go through your valley. Somebody's watching you go through your pain. They're watching to see how you go through your pain, how you are, what what characteristics or what persona are you giving off when you're hurting? Are you being godly? Are you being loving? Are you smiling through your pain? Are you happily going through your pain? Or are you wallowing in it? Are you crying? Woe is me, oh God, why me, Lord Jesus, take this away. Or, oh, leave me alone, I don't want to be bothered. Just hiding, I don't need I don't need no more. I don't need want to hear you talk about what did I do to be going through this, or who did this to you, or what happened if you got to go through this. I don't want all this questions. How are you going through your valley experiences? Are you giving it to God and being joyful? Or are you worried about how you're going to fix it? Because mm-hmm. you can't fix it anyway. Mm-hmm. It's out of your control. We don't control death. We don't control life. We don't control jobs. We don't control bills getting paid. We don't control any of that. Everything is all in God's time. It's all up to him as to when we come out of something, when we go into something, how we get it. You have to understand that. He knew us before we were even thought about being born. Before we even thought about being coming together as a as a me. So you have to trust him to know he knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. It's like the potter and the clay. The potter's making making a, a vessel, a bowl, a cup, whatever piece he's trying to make. He's forming it with the water and dirt and rubbing it on the wheel is going around and he's shaping and molding. If it gets a glitch in it, if it gets a, a mark he doesn't like, what does he do? Smashes it, makes it, takes it back down to the smaller part and adds more water and continues to work it on the wheel. Continues to make it and mold it, reshape it to what he wants it to be. That's us in God's hands. Mm-hmm. And he does what he needs to do to get us where we need to be in him. He knows what it takes for each one of us to turn to him, to, to, to depend on him. He knows. I don't know. Your daddy don't know. Your mama don't know. Your, sister, your brother don't know. God knows. So we have to allow him to do what he needs to do to get us where he needs us. We are his sheep. We have to know his voice and follow what he says. If not, some of the consequences of our choices are going to cause us pain. It's going to, we're going to have, we have, we create bad habits that have to be broken. We make bad alliances and get in bad relationships that are painful to get out of or go through. And when we get out of it, we're hurting. We have scars or memories that just don't go away. So there's consequences to our actions. So, of course, there's got to be pain in our purpose. We have to grow. We have to be able to witness to somebody else so they, they can see that if you went through it and you're all right, then, of course, they can come out too. But they got to know what your secret was. 
And you know what your secret is and should be? God. God. That's our that's our weapon. And getting in his word, in the Bible, knowing his word and giving it back to him when we pray, that's the way we get through anything and everything. And the more we use the word to get through stuff, the more we pray back our word to him, the more he is ready to give us more. Mm-hmm. And the more he gives us, the more valley moments we're going to have. Pain will have to go the more valley experiences we'll find. But because we're growing, those valley experiences won't last as long as those first ones when we didn't actually know how to get through them. So God is just so good. He has created us, and he has a method on getting us where he wants us to be, and we just have to give it to him and know and have faith and the hope that his word is true. His promises are true. And he won't deny us anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Providence Timo Matthew 6.33 says, Seek first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness, and everything else shall be added. So the will of God for our lives has to be priority in our lives so that we may grow to where, to where God wants us to go uh, in order to, be a, to, to mature in the faith and in order to be a blessing to somebody along the way. Amen. Isn't that a blessing? Praise the Lord to know Amen. that even though the pain that we go through is only for a season, yeah. even though even even though the pain that we had that we that we're in, Hallelujah, eventually going to pass. So all we got to do is just stick with it. Amen. Be 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 uh, to to be persuaded to go go forward in things of God because He will preserve us if we want to be kept. Yeah. God is good in words that yeah. you be praised. Yeah. There is a purpose. For our aim. Yes, ma'am. Amen. Amen. We promise to you more.
a football game, but they win the game and they win the Super Bowl or they win the title for their particular conference. We we watched them and we admired the fact that they endured the pain but kept on playing to win. So as we see that, we need to apply that to our spiritual lives also. There's going to be pain in our lives as humans, but we have to depend on God to get us through so that we win. And our winning goal, our goal to win, our goal for winning is to be with God in heaven for eternal life. And in order to get there, we have to be more and more like him. And in order for us to be more and more like him, he has to form and shape and reshape us like the clay on the potter's wheel. We are the clay, he is the potter. So he's shaping and molding us constantly through our pain. You have to grow through your pain. Pain gives us the platform to express abilities that have long been hidden in us. So when we go through pain, we discover we have strengths we didn't even know we had. Strengths are developed or build in us when we go through a a painful time, a harmful time. We realize we're stronger than we thought, and when we come out of the valley, I call them valley experiences, when we come out of the valley experience, we have matured in knowledge, we have matured in strength, we should mature in confidence in ourselves because If we look back from where we were and to where we are now, we should have grown. We should have gotten better. We should be wiser. And if you pass the test, you are. You can share those experiences with other people, the testimony of your trial. That's what it is, the testimony from your test, because you passed it. You can share with somebody else and let them know they can get through the same thing. Because it's God that gets us all through it. Also, God uses our pain to strengthen us and encourage others to trust God to believe that he is working despite what we see. Because we have a tendency to use our senses, our five senses, when we're going through something. We want to we leave it in the carnal realm. We want to leave it in the worldly realm and not give any spiritual value to it, not use our spirituality or not use God to get us where we need to be. Well, when we put God in it and realize that he's actually working behind the scenes, stuff we can't actually see, because when you go back, when it's all over, you realize it wasn't you anyway. Mm-hmm. For example, you got bills to pay and you got more debt than you got income. But everything got paid. And you had food on the table. You had gas in the car. Everybody, every bill got paid. Now, if you got to do pencil and paper and try to show somebody how that worked, you couldn't do it because God had to put his hand in it to make it stress and go where it needs to go and everybody gets, everything gets met. Now, I'm, a, I'm, 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 a, I'm, that's one of my testimonies. I can, I can vouch for God doing that. He, he can stretch my money. And I, I want to, praise the Lord, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. When we know him as healer, when we know him to heal us from, from sickness, 
from those pains of the body aches and discomfort because he will do it. You just have to give it to him. If we don't give him to give, if we don't release what we need to release to him, then he can't work it. Because if you won't give it to him, that means you got it. You can handle it. We don't need him if you can handle it. But that's the problem. We need him in every situation. We need him in the good and the bad. We usually only turn to him when it's really, really bad, as we say. It's a big, it's a big, big something that we can't control. But if we start practicing now, giving him the little stuff, the little hurts, giving him everything that we need to do, all the decisions, all the choices, all the everything, so him about them now. When we get to the big things, it won't be a, it won't be a, an option. You just know, give it to God. God, I know I'm hurting right now. God, I know something's changing, something's going on. But I know you're working behind the scenes, God. So I'm gonna believe you to fix it. I'm going to believe that you got me, Lord. So when we do that, we're going to the next level in God. The painful times are when he's showing you where you are in him. It doesn't mean that you're less than. It doesn't mean that you've you've done anything wrong necessarily. It just means he needs to grow you to the next level so you can meet the purpose that he created you to serve. Purpose in your pain. There's a purpose in your pain. Our pain will never compare to the sufferings of Jesus Christ. Never. He went through, he suffered through things for all of us where we just suffer from our own mistakes. It's just my own personal stuff that I'm suffering because of. It's my sickness that I'm suffering. It's my toe ache that I'm suffering. It's my grandmother's death that I'm suffering. Not the suffering. He suffered for the whole entire world, all mankind. There's a whole other kind of suffering that he went through as opposed to what we go through. When we go through pain and suffering, go through our valley experience, it should cause you to reflect and make new life choices. Mm -hmm. It should deepen your compassion and empathy for others. Because once you've been through something, when you see somebody else go through the same thing, you know what they're going through. You know what they're feeling. So you should be more compassionate and more empathetic toward those people. It also awakens gratitude and appreciation for what you have. So that scripture that says, I know how to live abound, I know how to live a base, that means you know how to live when you got good and you know how to live when you got enough. You've learned how to enjoy life and be content with what you have. So when you were up, it was good, and now that you're down, it's still good because you know it's all in God anyway. So what you have, you're appreciative of, and you're grateful. So I can be joyful because the joy of the Lord is my strength. In whatever state I find myself, I'm content. It moves you also, your pain. Your, Your pain will move you to take action and confront injustice. When you've been unjustly um, accused or unjustly handled, when you see other people that don't have a voice or that are being unjustly handled, it'll move you to want to take action and help them because you've been on that side of the fence also. So our pain has a purpose. Mm -hmm. Our pain will also inspire you to, to seek out healthier habits and relationships. 
Now, relationships is one of those things that we get in trouble a lot with because we have our own idea of who, what our spouse looks like or what a boyfriend is supposed to look like and the criteria that we want him to live up to. First of all, if he's not sent to you by God and it's not a godly mate and God is not first in his life, then, you know, it should be null and void in the first place. But when you go through unhealthy relationships, when you ask God to show you you and what the problem is, once you come to the realization that you make poor choices, the pain from those choices will inspire you to seek out healthier habits and better relationships. Again, we're talking about pain, purpose in your pain. And we're basing it out of um, James 1 and 3 and 1 Peter 5 and 10, for those of you who have just joined us. We also refer to Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 as a, a reference date. Now, also, one of my, um, my wake-up calls, I would say, um, was when I read The Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. The very first page of the book, one simple sentence in all caps and all bold letters, and it said, it's not about you. It's not about you. It's all about God. So if we would, get, if we would stop being self-centered and become God-centered, line up with God's will for our lives, then the things that we go through, the things that we concentrate on would change because we would be more concerned about what, what God wants than what we want. That'll change a lot of things. Even though our lives are still going to be painful, we're still going to have to go through life changes, we're still going to stump our toes, we're still going to fail because we're, we have a sin nature. That's the way we came into this world, with a sin nature, because of the fall of Adam and Eve. So we're going to have pain. We're going to suffer pain. We're going to have losses. We're going to have to recover. But when you find the pain, the purpose of your pain, then the situation is no longer painful. It can't only be painful when you don't know what the reason for the pain is. Once you discover the reason for the pain, it stops being painful because you know there's a lesson for you to learn, and that once you learn the lesson, you get to go. But you're growing while you're going. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That's good. We get to grow while we go. But in order to go, you got to grow. You got to go through to get to. So we got to go through the pain, depending on God, having faith in God to get us through it, and do his will to get the purpose or the end goal being to spend eternity with Christ and God in heaven, worshiping him. Because that's why we were created in the first place, to worship him. Mm-hmm. We were created to worship him. Now, Rick Warren's book talks about that also. He said we were planned for God's pleasure, which is worship. We were formed for God's family which is a church. We were created to become like Christ, which is discipleship. We were shaped for serving God, 
and other believers, which is ministry. And then our mission is to serve unbelievers. Our mission is to draw others to Christ. And in order to draw others to Christ, we have to be more Christ-like. Mm-hmm. And in order to be more Christ-like and acquire those characteristics of Christ, got to go through some pain. Just like the potter and the clay. The clay is being formed on the potter's wheel, and he's turning it, or she's turning it, and mixing water in and shaping and, and moving and molding. And then there gets to be a flaw in there, and it didn't shape up like it was supposed to. So what does the potter do? The potter smashes it back down to the, the minimum, adding more water, and starts to shape and mold again. That's what God does with us. He sees a blemish. He sees some area of our life that needs to be worked on. It's painful because we are used to being who we might be right now. God wants us to go in another direction because he's got a purpose for your life. He wants to change your thinking. He wants to change your way of doing something. So you got to go through that valley experience, which is painful. He's reshaping you. He's reshaping. Remaking you. He's molding you into what he purposed you to be. So every painful experience has an expiration date, but you got to pass the test. Mm-hmm. You got to go through it. Like I said, you got to go through to get to. So the pain is not going away. You just need to find the purpose of the pain. And once you find the purpose of the pain, then you get to move on to the next one because it's a process. Until we no longer wake up, as long as we have breath in this body, it's a process. You go through pain. You seek God to find the purpose of the pain. You learn the lesson. You move on to the next one. And if you pass the test, Mm -hmm. you got to pass the test. We pass the test. We move on to the next test. And prayerfully, the more tests you pass, the stronger you're becoming the more characteristic traits of Christ you require, the more you become like him. So that when you see something that you just went through again, oh, that one's easy because I know what to do now. And when you see a sister or a brother going through something you've been through, you can empathize with them. You have a testimony you can share with them to give them hope and let them know that they can get through it too. Because if he did it for me, he'll do it for you too. Because he is not a respecter of persons. Mm-hmm. There are no big eyes and little you. It's him and us. He's the big eye and the little you too. He's the controller. And we need to understand that he is the controller. He's in control, and when we lean on him for everything, then the end result is we walk in his purpose. We walk in the purpose he created us for. So there's a purpose for your pain. Know that in this life, as long as you got breath in your body, there's going to be pain. You're going to have your good moments and you're going to have your bad moments. You're going to have your happy moments and you're going to have your sad moments. Mm -hmm. But they're all temporary. Both are temporary, but the painful time can be shorter if we just seek God. Just ask him, Lord, I don't know what I'm going through this for, why I'm going through this, but I know you know. And once I learn what it is you want me to do, it's done. So we got to be willing to go through. 
we got to be willing to line up with what God is willing for us to do because he purposed us, each one of us, with something to do. And you have to serve your purpose. That hyphen between the opening date or your entry date and your exit date, that's what we are working in, the hyphen. We're working in the hyphen to make sure we're lining up with God's will for our life and doing what he called us to do and knowing that the pain is going to come, but it will go away too. But it's going to come again, and it will go away again. But that's God shaping us and making us into who he purposed us to be. He's the creator. We're just the creation. And we need to line up with him and stop worrying about what man says we should be doing or where man says we should be. Because that's what got us in trouble in the first place. Because the world, the mom and daddy said you need to be independent. You need to depend on yourself. You can do it by yourself. You don't need nobody else. But we all need God because he's the controller. He's the one that says Jay or nay. He's the one that says you're on the right track or you're not lining up with me. We have to line up with the will of God in order to see fruitful results in order for us to grow, to be more wise, to be more kind, to be more compassionate, to be more merciful, to be more gracious, to have self-control. The fruit of the Spirit has to be in operation. And in order to get those, we have to be broken. We have to be broken and made into Christ-like creatures. Mm -hmm. And Christ is doing that with us every day. So if you're in a point where I call a valley experience or you're in a low point, just know there's a purpose for it. Figure out the purpose, and once you figure out the reason that you're going through it, you'll be over it quicker because you'll want to get through it. Okay, Lord, I want to learn this lesson right now. Show me what the reason is. Point it out. Help me to see it so I can pass the test. Keep going. But just know that once you pass this test, there's going to be others. It's a process. It never ends as long as you got breath in your body. It may be a span between this test and the next one, but... You're going to have another test, but just be confident that God knows what he's doing. He knows where he wants you to be, and we have faith that he's got us. I do. I know that I may be feeling low and and inadequate right now, but as long as I make myself available to him to use me for his purpose, then I'm good. I'm good, even though I may doubt myself or not have the confidence I need talking to you about it, but I know God got me. I know that, so I'm good with that. Um, I hope that you learned something. I guess I should give you the definitions of pain and purpose again. The biblical pain, definition of pain is an uneasy sensation of any degree from slight uneasiness to extreme distress or torture. Slight uneasiness to extreme distress or torture. That's pain. And our purpose, biblically, is why we exist, why we are here on earth, and why Jesus died for us. Our purpose defines our lives, not in terms of what we think, but in terms of what God thinks. And our purpose anchors our lives in the character and call of God. That's the reason we need to know the purpose of our pain. 
pain, a feeling of distress. We see it as misery, ache, discomfort, anxiety, things like that. But God is trying to grow us, trying to grow us into what he made us be, the purpose for which he created us. We all have a purpose. It wasn't just because mom and dad decided they need a baby. He knew what he wanted you to do before you were born, before you even thought about being born. And that's something to think about. So if you have an idea of where you think you ought to be and you're not there yet, well, I suggest that you get on board with God. Start praying, Lord, where am I in, in reference to where you want me to be? What am I not doing or what should I be doing according to what you want me to Lord, show me me. Show me why I'm doing or why I'm not doing. Help me, Lord. Help my unbelief. But sometimes that's all it is, our unbelief. You know, do we actually believe what we say we believe because we spell out scripture like, you know, I'm wonderfully and beautifully made. Do you really believe that? Come on, come on. Or are you just saying it because it's in your head? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Can you? Or are you just spouting it off because it's something you remember? Do you really believe that? If you do, then you know there's pain in your purpose. Yeah. You know that. You know there's pain in your purpose when you know, when you believe what you say you do. God is good. We just love him because he is who he says he is. And if you have a relationship with him, then you know who he is, and you're growing daily by spending time in his word and meditating on his word and pray. Because you have to pray. You have to pray, expect an answer. So you talk a while, and then you listen for him to talk back. He doesn't scream. He doesn't yell. Right? He just listens. So you have to know his voice. We hope that there's something that's been said that will help you in your spiritual life that you can share with someone else. If there was, please share the number, 347-826-9424 with your friends friends and family and have them join you as you join us every Tuesday night and Friday night at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. We'd love to have you. Should you have questions, comments, topics you'd like to hear discussed, please feel free to contact us at P.O. Box 92864, Lafayette, Louisiana, 70509. Again, that's P.O. Box 92864, Lafayette, Louisiana, 70509. Address your correspondence to Dudley, D-U-D-L-E-Y, T-O, T-H-I-B as in boy, E-A-U-X-S-X-Ray, or Lisa Tebow. We would love to hear from you. God bless you. Have a wonderful weekend. Know that God loves you and so do we. And we look forward to being back with you again on Tuesday evening at 6. God bless. Amen. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.